You are listening to episode 39 of the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast. Welcome and thank you so much for listening. Every day, our world is shifting and changing. New technology, new traditions, new relationships, responsibilities, and challenges. How can you keep up? Through the new rules for your life and your business podcast, where transformation expert Holly Rovinger and her expert guests share how you can not only survive, but thrive in this new world. Holly believes that when you get back to basics and truly engage with your life and your business, you become empowered and can elevate the way you're living. Here now is your host, Holly Rovinger. Thanks so much, Morgan. Welcome to New Rules for Your Life and Your Business, the podcast that is dedicated to helping you cut through the chaos so you can experience personal and professional growth. You will hear stories, insights, and new rules to live by from myself and my guests that are born out of real life experiences. The stories are inspiring and motivating, and I encourage you to take at least one golden nugget from each episode and apply it to your life or your business. The topic for today is self-belief trumps all. My special guest is Kim Doyle, and some of the highlights in this episode are, you'll hear about Kim's long journey to her current quality of life, the difference between the way people appear online and the way they actually are, and how you can get in your zone. That and more today on the New Rules Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by The Empress Cloth on Amazon. TheEmpressCloth.com. Check it out. Save time, save money, save the environment. A much healthier way to clean for you, your family, your loved ones, and your pets. Kim Doyle, the WordPress chick, is an entrepreneur, coach, author, movie producer, and speaker. She has built her lifestyle business using the platform of her choice, WordPress, and she built it through sheer determination and commitment. Widowed in 2003 with two small children, she was determined to build a business that allowed her to be at home while doing something she loved. Whether you're new to WordPress or consider yourself a more advanced user, Kim's brand building and online tips will make you more successful with your business. Kim is widely known for being authentic and connecting with her audience in a fun and informative way that will keep you coming back for more. Kim is totally self-taught when it comes to WordPress and has been making her living online for the past six years. She works with entrepreneurs to build their online presence, connect with their ideal clients, and show up in a way that resonates with them. With a successful growing podcast and coaching program, she's able to work directly with entrepreneurs who believe in doing things their own way and in a way that resonates with them. Her motto is WordPress happiness made easy, and Kim will teach you her best tips on digital publishing, blogging, podcasting, WordPress, and making a living online. It's not about making a living. It's about designing your life. Well, welcome back to New Rules for Your Life and Your Business. And I do have my very special guest today, Kim Doyle. Welcome, Kim. Thanks, Holly. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, I am just so excited. We finally got this together. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Kim is a very busy woman and we've been back and forth with trying to, to get both of us on the same schedule. Never dull. Uh, you know, to get this going. And uh, Kim has a real interesting background, as you heard. And personally, we'll get into a little bit of what uh, she's also been through in her life, which I, I think a lot of you will find fascinating um, how far she's come and how much self-belief she's had and how much she's actually grown, which, you know, it's, it's just beautiful to watch. Um, so Kim, you feel like you've come a long way? Oh my God, I'm such a different person than I used to be. Yeah, it, it's been a long journey, but it's worth every step. Well, before we jump into your new rule, why don't you share a little bit about uh, personally what happened to you? I know you were married and you have a family. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2003, uh, I lost my husband in a car accident and our kids were six and two at the time, you know, and it's, it's, I mean, it's been a long time now, but it's, it's, you can go back to that day in my head and I can picture everything, but you know, it's just one of those things you hear about and you think happens to other people. It's like, this is, this is not happening to me. This is not my life. And at the time I was working full time in retail management and which anybody that's ever worked retail management or not, you know, that it's just not really a quality of life. Um, and I, I, I kept at it for a year or so. Um, but probably a couple years after he passed away, but it was, I just knew I've always been one of those people that I knew that there was something else I was supposed to do with my life. I've had other businesses interim. Um, but I mean, I even opened my own retail scrapbook store uh, at one point, but I just knew that I needed to find something that was going to, one, allow me to have a better quality of life, but I needed to be here for my kids. I mean, I'm very blessed that I've got wonderful family and great friends, but I'm all they've got. And I couldn't justify working 60 hours a week for something that just because I did it well, I didn't love it, you know? And and I mean, I worked for a good company, but, um, you know, and I tried a few things before I found my business now. And it was, it was hard. It was very, there were very dark times um, to the point where, I don't know if I told you this, Holly, but I mean, I looked up my life insurance policy at one time and said, if I'm not here, will it pay off? And never could somebody have told me that I would have ever considered taking my own life. It just, the weight of the responsibility of everything and feeling like I could not, I, I couldn't get out of this dark space that I was in. Um, you know, it was, it was really heavy, but I just, I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I hit a point where I had a little bit of a cushion and I just, I walked away from working full time. I mean, I went into real estate. I went into insurance. I tried a few things. I had to go back into retail management for a company that I absolutely despised. Um, and it's just, I was like, whatever. And I mean, I was willing to walk away from the house. I said, you know what? I'm going to make this happen. I will never, ever go down that place where I feel so dark. It, it, it stuff isn't worth it. Now, you know, I really appreciate your sharing that, Kim. And I have really not shared this, I don't think, with my listeners before. And I am like an extremely strong, very upbeat, positive, optimistic. I mean, I see the glass as overflowing, not even, you know, three quarters yeah, full. Me too. Right, which is, which is amazing that both of us have been to that point. But there was a point that if I didn't have two wonderful children as well, um, I wouldn't have cared whether I got up in the morning or not. And, you know, and I think it's good for us to put this out there and let people know that even um, women as strong and happy and as positive as we are, that when you're put to the test, when you're in a very, very difficult, you know, place emotionally, mentally, financially, I mean, you name it, it's hard some days to get out of bed. You know, it's hard 
to say, oh, I can do this. And I, I think if it were, you know, not for, you know, the support that you get from your family and for your friends and for the fact that I think both of us practice gratitude, um, you know, we would not have been able to get where we are today. Oh, my gosh, no. And, you know, and I've always been one of those people prior to I spent a good chunk of my retail time in books in the book industry. And I've always been a big reader. And there I, I sort of went from I've always been interested in, in motivation and all that stuff in business. And I went through all of those authors. I mean, Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar. I did all that. And then kind of shifted to a spiritual love Wayne Dyer, one of my favorites. I've seen him in person multiple times. I I constantly had to put that stuff in my head to remind me I didn't, you know, as dark as it got, you know, and those thoughts come into your head. I mean, I think deep down, I knew there was no way I would ever do that to my children. But it's just what what I've learned in that is it is so important to have even if it's one person that can carry that belief and hope for you when you can't, you know, and it's tough, because like I said, I've got amazing parents and, and my siblings are in the same city. I mean, I've got a great family and great friends. But no one in my personal life does anything like I do in my business, right? So so you have to find those like people like you and I. I mean, it's it's finding those people that get it and they can help hold that belief at those times when you're like, there's, there's got to be something better, right? And, and you have to make a conscious choice to work and find that. Well, yeah. And the fact is, I mean, not to change the topic, but, you know, kind of going along with what you just said, most people, I think in, in your world, in my world, and, and in a lot of people's world, don't march to the same music, you know? And when they don't get it and they try to keep pushing you on the traditional path, it really becomes very difficult because you're not made to follow that path. Well, yeah. And, and the traditional path, does it really exist the way it did? I, I mean, I think I think there's a reality there too, uh, you know, but it, it's just, I mean, I was raised to work hard and do the right thing. My dad's a retired police officer and, you know, my parents have been married, you know, 48 years, great marriage, but it's kind of like, you know, you you do the right thing. And yeah, I remember at one point my mom, again, I adore them, but just saying, you know, maybe you should get a part-time job. And I was like, no, I will walk away first because it it just, it's like in my head and mind you, this is, you know, and financially things got very dark, but I didn't, I just knew I had to keep going. So it's like, I had to shut it down. I said, I'm going to walk away from the house before that happens, mom. So just know that like, I am not going to give up on me to pay for, to just keep paying for stuff. Like I'll go live somewhere cheaper. Right. And so you, you question it. And I think anybody that owns a business or is an entrepreneur, you know, there's this idea of, and I think especially it's weird with the internet that, um, people sort of have this perception that it's easy and there's not an investment required. Right. I mean, you wouldn't open a restaurant as an owner and say, well, I'm going to cook, wait tables, serve, bus, do it all. And we're just going to be super successful. Right. I mean, <laughs> you invest in stuff. So, you know, I, it just, it was really important to me that, I, I found actually it was my therapist at the time who kind of became this life mentor and carried the belief for me when I didn't think I could. And, you know, now I look back and it's like everything that I've worked for is, is kind of culminating and it is all just coming to fruition. Because you believe in you. <laughs> because I believe in myself. That's right. Exactly. Well, this is a perfect time to share what your new rule is that you want to talk about today. Today's new rule. 
So my new rule is it's about it's I'm just going to state it, show up. It's all about showing up and and showing up as yourself. And, you know, with the Internet, you know, I think it's very um it's, it's kind of like, have you ever seen those things, the little memes on Facebook that say, you know, someday may your real life be as good as it's portrayed on Facebook, right? But the thing is, like, I know that I resonate with people online that share the good and the bad. And I think that's where I became relatable with my audience. And I've had my business for about six and a half years. And it was probably a year and a half, two years ago, when I had launched my podcast that I just said, that's it. I'm just going to be me. I don't care what any guru says or if they tell me I should or I shouldn't say this. Now, mind you, I don't ever I I won't ever be one of those people that bitches about people. That's just energy I don't want in my life. Like, I don't watch the news. People tell me about stuff happening. I'm like, didn't even know it. (laughs) You know, I I, kind of stay away from negativity in my life. Um, And so with I'm just going to give you an example. Like there's a, a marketing person that I had followed and everything that they share online is, you know, look at my, my silver coaching clients and we're having lunch at the yacht club and look at my children and we're, we're on a tour in Africa feeding the needy and, and everything is roses constantly. And I'm like, you cannot tell me that you don't have days that, that are hard. And I don't want to see you crying about your gratitude all the time. Show me that you had a bad day. And again, you know, maybe when the money's there, your bad days look different, but I need to know because all of a sudden that is somebody I can't relate to. Do you know what I'm saying? So I just made a conscious choice. I was like, that's it. I'm going to be me. I make up words. I talk with my hands. I, I write the way I talk and things took off because all of a sudden people were like, wow, you're just, you're just like me. I get this. It's, it's you're real. I, I, I feel like I know you. Well, I think that's perfect, Kim. And I think being authentic, I mean, that's the only way I know how to be. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. People portray this like wonderful thing on Facebook. And then when you speak to them, you know, offline, when you speak to them, you find out, oh, they're not doing anything even remotely like that. And it yeah. makes you question the whole thing, you know, the whole smoke and mirrors concept. And it's very troublesome to me, you know, because it's just, it's fake. It's not, it's not being real. And you're right. People are not going to relate to that. And you want to attract people like you. That's what you want. That's exactly it. And you know, I've prior to, um, well, the podcast and whatnot, I had done a movie in 2010 and I interviewed, I'm not going to get into it, but interviewed a bunch of big names, females that are in, in online marketing. And I have to tell you, there were a few that I met in person that I was like, who are you? You are not the person you portray yourself to be online. And that's, that's a bummer. I mean, who I am online, offline, there is no separation. I mean, there are certain things that I keep private, um, but even the personal stuff. And it's just because I think, you know, I saw Seth Godin speak at um, InfusionCon in April. And what stuck out, I mean, he, I'm like, I must have written down like 10 bullets that I was like, God, these are awesome taglines. But one of them said, you know, be willing to be a category of one. So be willing to be that person that is uniquely you. That is actually how you're going to succeed, which, you know, is probably flowing into where we're going. But there, there's too many people trying to be like like the, a guru or whatnot. And the only way to differentiate yourself is to be you. Well, and I I question the term guru, too. Like, I'm thinking, who made them flipping gurus? <laughs> like, you know, we it's like we made these people bigger than they really are. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. It's, you know, it's just, well, I, in a way, I think it's probably an element of our culture. I mean, look at the way we, 
you know, put athletes and, and celebrities on pedestals. And it's just, you know, and I, I totally agree with you. And it really comes down to they took more action, right? That's it. And so what happens is, especially with social media, when you see somebody everywhere, you start creating a perception in your head that that equates to success, which of course means the bottom line, right? That financially they must be doing holy moly. And so what people show online and, and what's happening in reality, they're not always the same. Oh, no. I mean, and I really wish, you know, I have this a pet peeve of mine, I, and I actually have to get new headshots taken. Um, it's a pet peeve of mine when I see these people online, and then um, I meet them in person, and they don't look, they, they, you have a picture up there that was 10 years ago, are you kidding me? Like, you know. Yeah, it's, or it's like online dating, right? But you know, and it's funny, and as someone who I'm just like, I'm not super thrilled with my weight right now, and I'm like, you know what, I, I need to stop doing that. I'm, it, it is what it is. So just be you show up because it makes you more relatable and nobody's going to be judging you. Most of it's in my head. And, you know, it, it blew me away. Like, you know, we've talked about masterminds and different things that we're involved in. And the one that I'm in, we went to uh, Maui in May and sat down and we had this, this day sort of before we did really the strategy elements, but kind of the big picture planning of our lives and who we wanted to be. And I shared with, there were, I don't know, 10 of us, two women, all the rest men. And I, and I just put it out there. I said, I don't want to keep hiding behind this. It's something that I'll turn the page on at some point in my life, meaning I'll get to where I feel good about me. But in the meantime, I need to show up. And I got nothing but love from these guys. And so it's something that, you know, I want to be real. I did the ice bucket challenge. I was like, hair is in a ponytail. I went and stood on the step in the pool. And I'm like, just putting it all out there. It is what it is. And I love that you did that. I love that you did that. And it's, and it's been hard, but it's like, stop, you're good enough. This, this, like I need to, and, and I joke around because a lot of people get on Skype and they're like, oh, you're not turning the camera on. I'm like, oh my God, I just rolled home from the gym now. <laughs> and it's just, I joke because it takes forever to do my hair. I've got a lot of hair, but I just, even then I'm like, I'm going to stop doing that. I'm just going to show up. Right. Just, just be you. Mm -hmm. And the people that are meant to come into your life will, like, I totally believe that God, the universe, however you look at it, will put people in your life at the right points. You know, and a, a lot of people totally. just don't, yeah, a lot of people don't feel that way, but I, I totally subscribe to that. And I know, I know every day of my life that it happens. And when you're open to it, my God, you know, you just see a whole new world. You really do. Well, and I think that you have to be willing in this space, especially because there is so much information out there that not every um, I don't know if you want to say coach, but you know, like we're in different masterminds, but I've, I've worked with different coaches at different times. And I just know in my gut, I'm like, mm -mm, this isn't a connection. There's no, I don't resonate with the way this person's telling me to do stuff because they've, I, I do not believe in a one size fits all. I don't. And I made a choice when I launched the podcast to show up as myself. Right. And so I need, so if someone's going to tell me, I had someone say, well, you really should split your podcast into two 30 minute episodes and publish it more often. And then I'm like, that, that's not how I roll. It's just not who I am. And so you also have to be willing to say, I don't care if there are 10 quote unquote experts telling me to do this online. It doesn't feel right. It's not in alignment with who I am. And so that's where things start showing up. And it was like, for a long time, I, I had a hard time getting clear on my audience and the second I made a conscious choice to take things further in my business, the example is, you know, I've built this great team and I'm growing my outsourcing side of my company. 
and I've got a VA, but hadn't stepped into, you know, hiring a project manager. And so a coaching client of mine, we, we said, look, we just, we need to do this. The day that I made that decision, I emailed my list and said, look, we're looking for someone who can do this, 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 this. You would not believe what showed up within like 24 hours. I mean, probably $3,000 showed up one and two huge opportunities that are going to scale and leverage things for me because I put it out there. Had I not sent that out, there's one opportunity specifically that wouldn't be showing up. And it was because I had to step back and say, okay, I got clear. Who do I want to work with? What is, who, who do I serve and how do I serve them? And boom, you know, and nobody else was telling me, don't tell me what niche, don't tell me what market it needs to feel right. Right. Cause people try to put you into certain um, pegs or places in the puzzle. And when it doesn't feel right, you won't do well in it. Right. Because it's, it's so not who you are. And I think we had talked about this. So I'm reading this book that I, I swear, I feel like I'm creating a cult. It's called the millionaire master plan by Roger James Hamilton. And what I like about it is you take these little tests and he's got another one, uh, wealth dynamics that I took, but based on your genius level is the type of work you should be doing. And so the type of work I should be doing is absolutely the things that I love doing the most. Can I create systems and, and structure? Yeah. Do I want to? No, I hate it. So I'm, I'm going to be partnering with somebody on something that is just, we're complete opposites, our genius levels, but she's great at that. It's not what I do. What I do best is showing up as me, you know, being in front of people, building the brand, the audience, that kind of stuff. But it, that's when things flow, right? So when you go with who you are innately, that's when things show up and it feels effortless. And that, that's the other thing for a long time. I'm like, well, it doesn't feel like work, right? So just kind of an old school mentality, you got to work hard. And it's like, well, this doesn't feel like work. And until I crash, right? I'm so exhausted, but it doesn't feel like work when I'm doing the things I love to do. Well, and that's the way people can know it. You know what, when you get up and you look forward to it, and it doesn't feel like work, and you're like, Oh, my God, I'm getting paid for this. (laughs) You know, how fun is that? And you have, you know, you started with a, a very big why, you know, mm-hmm. as, as I did myself. And I think, um, I discussed that in one of the, um, other podcasts that I did, you know, how important it is to find your why and the fact that you're talking about like being true to yourself as well. I think it's huge. And I think a lot of people get caught up in, oh, I've got to do what the other guy is doing, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, like I've got a huge background in nutrition and dietetics and everybody's like, well, you know, why aren't you, why aren't you teaching that? You know what? I find it boring. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm happy to help people if they want, but I find it boring to teach, to sit and just counsel somebody. So I just went in a totally different direction. So, you know, you're right. Things flow better. You feel better. You become in your own zone when you step into who you are. And you help more people, you provide more value, right? So it's, it's when I get juiced, it was funny. I had a, a call with a new coaching client this week. I had to stand up. We were get. I was getting so excited about where she's going and what she's doing. And there was a definite connection anyways, but I was like, God, this is, and, and she tweeted and shared on Facebook. That was the best call ever. And it was just, it made my day that I was totally in my flow and supporting her because I've, I, I know where I'm at with that piece in my life. And, you know, like, it's funny when you said, you know, your background and why aren't you doing that? I remember listening to an audio with Wayne Dyer once, and he was telling about a friend who was a doctor in his early forties saying, God, you know, I just, I don't want to do this. And I've spent all this time and money. And, and his question was, well, would you take career advice from an 18 year old? 
And he's like, well, no. And he's like, essentially, that's what you're doing. You decided to, to be a doctor at 18. And it's funny because we don't, you don't expect to be the same person you are at 20 as you were at 10. But why is it we're not supposed to evolve and change between 30 and 40 or 40 and 50? Do you know what I mean? It's it's kind of backwards. We totally allow that children grow and change in our hobbies. And I mean, my daughter wanted a purple car when she was nine. That's not what she got at 16. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's kind of squirrely that we shouldn't want to do different things. Well, you know, it's funny, Kim. I think people do want to do different things. I think they're afraid um, to break out of what they're doing. Now, I have two um, friends. It just so happens they're you know, one's in their 60s, one's in their 70s, uh, two male friends. They're both physicians and they are continuing as doctors. But, but, and this is what I love. One of my friends, he loves to be in the limelight. Like he just loves to talk. So he is actually a comedian and he goes to these little, you know, the comedy clubs. And I'm actually going to drive down there to see him in a few weeks. He's putting on these little comedy skits and happy as a clam. So he dared to do what you're talking about. And then the other guy, the other doctor, well, he's just an amazing photographer and he's always done that as a hobby, but he also decided to write books and he's in his, I think his fourth novel. I actually um, helped him become a bestseller with his third novel. But he wanted to be a writer. And he said he was the worst writer ever when he was in high school. But he wanted to do it. And you know what? By George, he's doing it. That is exactly it. And I, you know, I don't want this to sound like a judgment, but it's like most people kind of just they're part of the herd, you know, and you get to a point, I think, where people look at, well, God, I've got all these responsibilities. I've got this and that. And it's they're They feel stuck and trapped. But it's kind of the same thing you said where he just wanted to write a book. So you just, you do it. Maybe that doesn't mean you quit your job today, or maybe it doesn't mean you ever quit your job, but something happens when you step into something that feeds your soul. I'm getting so esoteric, but when you feel on purpose, everything in your life flows. Like, you know, it's amazing to me. Now my kids are 17 and almost 14 now. And both want their own businesses. They they want these big lives and, you know, to to bring them to places with me and, and to get to connect with people in this space. It's it's phenomenal. They've got a completely different picture about what's possible in their life than I did at their age, for sure. I mean, I always wanted a big life, but no idea what that looked like. And now they fully expect to just create what it is they want in their lives. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking when there's, you talk to somebody and they're like, oh, I always wanted to do this, but they won't do it. If you want to sing, like you said, your friend, comedy, go do, just find a place to go do it. Go sing to seniors at a senior citizen center. You know, it's like, just start doing it. And all of a sudden things show up. And I think when we're not in that space with the things that feed us, you know, we miss opportunities because we're closed off. Well, yeah, you're closed off and, and you're afraid. I mean, there's, I forget the quote and one of the original podcasts I did, um, some, one of the uh, ladies, her favorite quote was, it's just so sad to see so many tombstones with people's whose song has not been sung, you know, and it's exactly what yeah. we're talking about. Like they were afraid to live out what they wanted. And I think people think it has to be all or nothing, you know, Hey, give up your job, give up your business, give up everything to do the other thing. You don't have to. You know, if it's meant to be that you give up that other part of your life, you will. But if it's not, you just do what you want and then you leave your legacy. You leave that peace that you want the way, you know, the world to remember you. 
It is. You know, it's funny. I was thinking as you were saying that about a really good friend of mine who um, is at a very high level with a major corporation and not that anybody's going to be listening, but just in case it's not my place to do that to her. Um, and she makes great money and her kids are, oh God, 10 and six maybe, or, or 10 and eight, whatever. But, you know, she, she's, she earns more than her husband. They've got a nice lifestyle. The kids are in uh, parochial school, but what she'd really like to do, she would have loved to have been a therapist and she would have been brilliant at it. But it's like, well, now I have to do this. And she says it, she goes, people ask me about my career and she's like, it's just a job. I friggin' hate it. I go to it. And there's years where, I mean, months of the year where they're in the middle of these focal reviews and all these different things. And She's just weary because she's goes 24 seven. And I'm like, what are you showing your kids? And it's tough and it's not a judgment, but you know, maybe you have to make the sacrifice because it's like, at this point, you've got the, the bachelor's go, go do it, go do it, step into it. Because you also, I feel like as women shifted, it. it's like the sacrifice we make for our kids at the same time, you're, you're not teaching them that they get to do what they want with their lives. Do, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. sad because people you do see in corporate, there's some, I mean, I also have a friend who, you know, I thought she got a promotion. So I was very excited for her. And she said, well, no, it's just another name for my job. And it's worse than ever. And you hear that. But there's there's no desire to find out what's on the other side. Exactly. Well, I think that I think people I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think people don't even know how. And that's where if anybody listening to this, it's like, well, where do I even start? And it's going to sound woo woo again, but you put it out there. Just put that intention out there that I need to spend some time. I need to figure out that thing that, that lights me up a little bit. And it has to be a priority. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, like when I say that, you know, my therapist who's really become this life mentor, I never had insurance co-pays with her. She's private. There were times during dark financial times where things were struggling. I'm like, I'll pay her over paying the cable bill because it's, I need this. It, it, it keeps me going. It keeps me moving. I always feel better. I get clarity, whatever that is, you know, but I'm not willing to sacrifice myself for this. And so you have to be willing to say, I know there's something there. And I have been saying this, I kid you not, since I was probably 20, like there's something I'm supposed to do. I want to do speaking. I want to do this one. And if somebody had told me at that time in my life that, well, you're not going to find it till your early 40s, <laughs> I would have been horrified. It would have felt like the end of the world. But, you know, it, it's my journey is my journey. And it's what brought me here. But people need to be willing to do the work to figure it out. Right. And you have to somehow just open that little corner of your mind that anything's possible. Um, even, you know, my sister's getting ready to retire and she's like, I don't want to sit home every day the rest of my life. You know, I'll be bored. And I said, you know what? Let's, let's get together. I said, you have to be willing. I'll sit down with you and I'll go through. I, I have developed like my own like little passion test that people go through. And Love I, it. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to go through it with me. And I said, we'll find something for you to do. So you feel like you're, you know, living out the rest of your life and you're not just, you know, sitting home doing nothing. You know, she's panicked about that, but you know, we'll, we'll find something. At least now she's open. She recognizes, you know, Hey, I just, I don't want to, you know, leave the world just doing like this, you know, going through the way I've done, even though she has made a major contribution. She's a special ed teacher, which if any of you out there are special ed teachers, you know how difficult that is and, and how much you give back to the world. But you know, she'd like to do something else. And I think, you know, there's got to be that little want in somebody. 
to, you know, find what else is there that I can sink my teeth into. Because like Kim, for you, for me, um, for these two other guys I was talking about, they know what they want to do. We know what we want to do. But a lot of people don't know. They don't know what their passion is. You know, I spoke with another woman um, where I live and she said, I don't know what I'm passionate about. So, you know, some people need to have that little fire, just kind of like that little light, that little, what is it? The matchstick just lit under them so that they can find it. And then they'll come alive, you know, just like the way you're talking, like, you know, you love what you're doing. You're on fire. That's how they'll come. They'll become like so much happier. Well, that's just it. It's funny. I I look at you know, in, in this space, it's, I, I, I can remember back um, to the day that I did my first WordPress install and I was using the dummies book. It took me four hours. I had to go next door. My neighbor who does networking and stuff for Bank of America, I'm like, I just need your help. What is the root folder? I don't even know what they're talking about, which also let me tell you is why when I started doing teaching and training, I'm like, I need pictures, people, I need to talk in a language that makes sense to the user. <laughs> um, but you know, I look back and so I had a friend when I was doing that that was very interested. And we had gone to this wealth expo in San Francisco it was before real estate completely crashed. And it was like Robert Kiyosaki was there and Donald Trump. And there were all these little breakout sessions. And we went to this breakout session on Internet marketing. And this guy was saying how he was making, you know, $8,000 a month on ebooks, on parties. Mind you, this was 06 or something. But, you know, at the same time, we were in the same place and fast forward to today. I mean, she was there the day that we did the install, but she's nothing has changed in her life, nothing. And again, it's not a judgment, but you have to keep looking and you have to be willing to do the work, you know, and I I set up multiple sites for because I can like, I can put up a site in a few minutes for you. But it's you have to show up, right? It comes back to that. And for me, the passion element, I can tell you, like when I started my business, I had no desire. I never thought I was going to start getting into web development, which I'm not a developer. I'm not a programmer. I'm truly a marketer. That's how I think of myself. And over the years, things grew and evolved. And I go back and forth. I don't want to do this. I don't do that. But it was when I really stepped into what is the value I provide? What have I learned by taking risks, building a team and and growing that and, and connecting with people who have done the same thing? So I, I have to tell you, my passion has kicked in really in the last two years. I've always loved that I work online and work from home, but I wasn't doing the things I love the most. I love the content piece and I loved connecting with people, but it I just stuck with it. It's kind of my point too. <laughs> right. So you said show up and do the work and that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's really what it takes. Absolutely. It, it's, you know, have you read The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield? No, no, I haven't. Is that one I uh, should pick up? Absolutely. Anybody. He actually was, um, was, he is the author. He wrote The Legend of Bagger Vance. He was a writer for 20 years, I think, before he got anything published. And so The War of Art, and he's also got one called Turning Pro, I think. And it, it's great because it's one of those, like the chapters are like two pages, but it's a bullet point, And then he writes. And The War of Art is about showing up and doing the work. He says, I show up at my desk every day at 10. I write till three and I close the laptop. I don't stop. I don't analyze. I, I'm Whatever but he shows up and does the work. So when I have those bad days where it's like, you know, I, I get stressed or I'm panicked or I'm feeling funky or I've had a weird issue with a client, I'm like, focus on the tasks. Just do the work, just do the work, just do the work. And it's it's something I, I work through, but that's why I'm here. I go back to the very first blog post I ever wrote on the WordPress chick and it's like a paragraph. 
and it sounds like a robot wrote it. I'm all, who is this? There's no images. There's no links. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> right? right. I didn't. Yeah. And it's hysterical. Now I write these like 1500, 2000, there's videos and there's an opt-in form and there's images and I've got links and I, but it took the time and I just stuck with it. You know, is there a way to set a strategy? Yeah. But you have to, you know, that old saying of, you know, an airline pilot is off course like 80% of the time, but they readjust based on conditions and whatnot. So you have to be willing to set a direction and reevaluate the path, but it always comes down to showing up and doing the work every day. I show up in my office at my desk. It's in my house, but you know, like maybe mid afternoon, I'm like, all right, I, I got to go get on the laptop in another room or I need to break it up. But I show up here every day and I do the work. Right. And you've actually, you've grown with, with the way your direction has led you, which is wonderful. You have adapted, you've grown, your work is showing that you've grown and people have to be open to that too. You know, you may start on one path and you may be led down another and that's where it'll end up being like your happiest time. You just don't know. No. And, and the thing is, when, when I joke about the websites, because my company does them now, right? Like I do the initial strategy session with somebody because that's where I get it. My heart, get, I get excited about the possibilities of what they can do and seeing their brand come to life. Um, and I work through that with them, but I don't do the programming. I don't do the designing anymore. Um, but I, my hands are in WordPress every day. But, you know, it's, it's funny with that because it's just, it's not something I totally had a point I was going to make and literally it went out of my head. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> I do that like every day. I'm like, why did I come in here? Why did I go into this room? What was oh, I going to tell you? you uh, I told you it was on a point. Anyways, you know, it's it's just simply that now I get to do the stuff I love doing. And I just, I didn't know what that was though, initially. No, you have to, you know what? Sometimes you just have to wait for it to present itself. I mean, I've had things come across my desk, come across my computer that I look at people and I go, I cannot believe this just showed up now. Like, oh my God, you get chills throughout your whole body. Like, oh my God, you know, but again, you know, you have to be, be open, open to it. So I love, love, love all this. So let's just jump into Kim, what your favorite quote is, because I think it's just beautiful. Favorite quote. Uh, it's Henry David Thoreau. Go confidently in the direction of the, your dreams. Live the life you have imagined. I oh. just love it. <laughs> yeah. And it goes so nicely with, you know, the new rule that just, you know, be authentic, you know, open, really just it's opening your mind. It's opening up your heart. And it, it is getting a little bit into the spiritual. You know, there's a lot of people. I was speaking to a very close friend recently, and she does not understand the spiritual side of me at all, at all. And people just have to evolve into that. Um, for me, I became much more spiritual after my divorce. It just opened me up. And I, I read, I think Debbie Ford wrote a book about after your divorce. I forget the name of it now. It's just skip, you know, also skipping my brain, <laughs> but it actually made me aware of, cause I said, Oh my God, I'm doing all that. I've just become so spiritual. And I, I just think it just opens up your whole life. Well, it's funny you say that because I hit a point, um, and I and I say all the time like woo woo, you know. But I can't separate those anymore. It's it's so ingrained in who I am. And I was raised Catholic, and you know, I am not anti any religion. I respect all religion for each person, and that they've got that right to believe it. It's just come from a respect, truly. That that's it. I don't. I would never get into a discussion about it with anybody. Um, but 
I live my life from a very solid spiritual place. Here's a quick little story. Last night, um, I had this, and I won't go into the story of this client. It, this project's gone on for a year. They've gone through like six different people they've worked. It's one of those just yuck, right? And so we let them transfer the site without the full payment being made. I never do that. Live and learn. But it's like, oh, yeah, well, we're just testing things. We'll let you know. Like, well, you owe me money, right? And your ego goes into this, you know, and it's it's like instantly. And, and it's funny because at this point in my life, I watch myself do that knowing, okay, you're totally fueling the fire you don't need to be doing right now. And, you know, my first thing is, which I'm never going to sue somebody, but it was one of those okay, well, I've got a bigger audience than you. And I've got a right to talk about this very publicly. So let's go, <laughs> which I didn't say that, but your head goes there, right? So I said, I thought to myself, okay, how can you shift this right now? So I had bought a card that had, um, and I'm just bear with me if you hear a click because I have to pull up Facebook so I can read this. I bought a card um, for somebody and the saying on it just made my heart feel happy. And I said, you know what? I'm going to create a, a graphic with this and I'm going to tag a bunch of people who have brought happiness to my life this week. And so the the card is, there was the word bloom really big. And it said, let us be grateful to people who make us happy. They are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom. And that's Marcel Proust. And so I tagged a bunch of people and one, one woman was like, oh my gosh, this made my night. I brought tears to my eye. And do you know how much better I felt when people started thanking me for tagging them and saying, what a lovely surprise or, you know, the feeling is mutual and you're so loved by many. And it was just like, you know, here my intent was to shift my mood, but I'm like, you will feel better. Do something. And instantly, you know, and then the client emails me, well, I didn't intend not to pay you. I'm like, you know what? I don't care if you just go away at this point. I got this. <laughs> I disappear, please. Lose, just, just yeah. Lose my, my number. Lose my number. <laughs> my grandpa used to say to us when we were kids, it was hysterical. He'd say, "If you want to play here, you must go away." <laughs> and so we jokingly say that to all the kids in the family. But I think that with people that just, just, just go away. <laughs> but my point is, I, I was responsible, right, for all of that, and it shifted, and I had a choice to make. Right, and you gave back. So what happened? The good karma came right back to you. And let me tell you, I can't always do that, but it's something I'm working on. Right. Well, it's, we all, we all struggle. We all work with things, but you know what? Every step forward is really you're zoring towards your goal. That's what yeah. happens. And Absolutely. all the good will come back into your life. So Kim, do you have any last words you'd like to share today? Um, gosh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, there's so much power in sharing and, we have so much at our fingertips today that, you know, I was very like, oh, yeah, social media, I would share my stuff and kind of engaged and stuff. But when I when I chose to show up, I, I really started putting myself out there. And I think one of the easiest ways a lot of people get hesitant about promoting themselves and marketing themselves and um, but promote other people. The, the easiest way to build your tribe is to share, is to help build someone else's. And I, I, I kid you not, you know, and what's happened for me over the last four months is in stepping into this. And I know the word authentic feels like it's overused, but there's a reason for it, right? It, 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 because people want that connection. And so my only advice really is just for people to show up as yourself, because that's where things are going to start, you know, blooming in your own life and your business. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And people are craving it. They're craving the real and the authentic. So thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, thank you so much for being here today and, and, and giving your time and your, your great advice. And if really any of you, if you want to connect with Kim, you can see she's very open. She's active on Facebook and Twitter. And you can find the information on the notes that I've created, especially for this episode on hollyrovinger.com. And an easy way for you to start the conversation with Kim is to mention that you heard her speak on new rules for your life and your business. And if you like the episode, please consider leaving a review over on iTunes or on Stitcher, and I'll mention it in a future episode as a way to give you a big thank you. What many of you don't realize is that by leaving a review and downloading an episode, it actually makes the podcast more visible and easier for others like you to find. So thank you for giving of your time today and for listening. Have a great week and remember to always have a positive mindset so you can live healthier and wealthier and happier with passion. This is Holly signing off for today. But before we go, I have my question. Kim is showing up authentically as herself day after day. And what I want to ask is, are you? Thanks for listening to the new rules for your life and your business podcast. If you're listening and you want to grab contact details for today's guest, information on resources mentioned, or any other show notes, head over to hollyrovinger.com for complete details. That's www.hollyrovinger.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So leave us a comment on the website or an honest review on iTunes. And to get regular tips to help you in today's rapidly changing world, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the new rules for your life and your business.